privilege of bringing God's word to us. Um, start your day right with the Lord. The word uh, session. And um, I'd like to share something uh, with us this morning. I, I'll be sharing on the topic I titled Biblical Principles for Decision Making. Biblical Principles for Decision Making. Praise God. Every day we're faced with uh, the need to make decisions on a variety of issues. Issues that bother on our earthly pursuits. And sometimes these decisions have to have to do with some spiritual affairs of our lives. And these decisions can be quite far-reaching sometimes. And they border on a wide-ranging set of topics. You know, some decisions have to be taken very quickly. Some have to be taken spontaneously. Or some other ones that afford us the luxury of time to take them. And so a lot goes into making and taking those decisions. Many of these decisions may be ex existential and actually can determine the continued existence or survival of our careers, our lives, our families. You know, sometimes decisions that have to do with the furtherance of God's agenda and his kingdom. So all the time we make decisions. We make decisions concerning marriage, we make decisions concerning our careers, concerning schooling, you know, the upbringing of our children. You know, recently a lot of people have had to make decisions concerning relocation. You know, decisions need to be made about investments, you know, some financial decisions have to be made. Some domestic decisions have to be made. And I dare say some, some ministry-related decisions have to be made every now and then. You know, it's important to note that solid decision-making starts by discerning the will of God. There are no two ways about it. If you want to make solid decisions, one thing is clear. There must be that ability to discern the will of God. The Bible is very clear on that fact. And it lets us know clearly in Proverbs chapter 3 and in verses 5 and 6, there's trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding, says in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. It says, trust in the Lord with all um, The Passion Translation puts it this way. It says, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. It says, with all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. 
Become intimate with him in whatever you do. And he will lead you wherever you go. Glory to God. He says, rely on him to guide you. He says he will lead you in every decision you make. It's critical to, to discern the will of God when it comes to the decisions we make and the decisions we take concerning our lives. And interestingly, God delights in revealing his will to us, his children. He never hides his mind. He never, he never hides his opinion or his will regarding what we want done in our lives. We see, you know, evidence of that in scripture. In Psalms 33 and in verse 18, the Bible is clear on that. It says, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. Say, God's eye is upon us. And it's not just upon us. He's, he's you know, carefully and affectionately watching over us to see to it that our lives turn out right and turn out the way he has envisaged and anticipated that our lives will turn out. The Bible also tells us in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 and in verse 2, it says, it says for us to call unto him. He said he will answer and he will show us great and mighty things which we do not know. The same sentiments are echoed in the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 30 and in verse 21, we see the heart and the mind of God regarding, you know, wanting to unveil his, his mind and his will to us steadily and continuously. He says, and thy ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. Glory to God. God wants to speak to our spirits. God wants to communicate his heart to us, wants to communicate his mind and will at every point in time. And I dare say that our attitude should be that of you know, submission when it comes to following the will of God. You know, Jesus epitomized that, that idea of submission in Luke 22 and in verse 42. When, when he was praying in the garden of Gethsemane, when he was asking God if it was possible for the cup of him having to face crucifixion could pass over him. But he didn't end there. He's, he ended his prayer by saying, not my will, but yours be done. You know, we should have a disposition. We should have an attitude that seeks to, to enforce the will of God at every point in time when it comes to the decision-making um, junctures that we find ourselves in our lives. Glory to his name. Now, God's will is primarily revealed in two main ways in two major ways the first one is in his word god's will is unveiled is revealed by his word the bible tells us in psalms 119 and in verse 105 that the word of god is a lamp unto our feet and is a light unto our path 
God's word is a lamp. A lamp is used for, is something used to see your way through the darkness. And it says it's a light onto your path. It is something that sheds illumination upon how you want to walk on the way you walk. Glory to God is a is a light, is a lamp unto our feet, and is a light unto our path. So God's word is is the primary way the word of God is revealed. Another major way the word of God is revealed to us is by his spirit. Glory to God. His spirit also endeavors to reveal his word to us. And we see this clearly elucidated in John chapter 16 and in verses 13 and 14. It says, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, says he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you glory to god he says he will guide us into all truth wow it's all truth it's not only truth that have to do with spiritual affairs. It's not only truth that have to do with ministerial affairs. It said it will guide us into all truth, everything that has to do with our lives. You know, and that's consistent with the will of God because it says even according as his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness to the, to the power that works within us you know he says his 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 divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness and this 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 is the mind of god wanting to unveil and reveal to us everything that has to do with every aspect of our life nothing is to be excluded glory to his name absolutely nothing so you see decisions are an act of of the will and from our studies of the scriptures we understand that the seat of the will or the place where the will is exercised is in the human soul and of course because it emanates from the human soul there are the other components of the human soul have a way of affecting or influencing you know, our decision-making process. What am I talking about? I'm talking about our intellect, our minds, and our emotions. So either our minds can affect our will or our emotions, or even both of them at the same time. But you see, ultimately, our decisions reflect the inner workings of our hearts and you know this inner workings of our hearts are actually expressed by the overwhelming influence of those component parts of our soul so so we are constantly faced with choices every single day 
there's always a choice to do right or to do wrong. There's always a juncture at every point in time to make decisions to either go to the right or to the left, to either do certain things or refrain from doing certain things. And, and the book of Joshua chapter 24 and in verse 15 tells us this, you know, it says, choose this day whom you will serve. I mean, Joshua and the children of Israel were, were faced with such a dilemma, a dilemma where they had to decide whether or not to, to serve God or to serve the gods that were found in some of the lands that they attempted to conquer. But thankfully, they made a decision. Joshua in particular says, for as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Glory to God. Often, you find out that there's always that need to be decisive about the decisions we take. Wow. You know, a, a, lot, of, a lot of people fall into problems, get into pitfalls because of the lack of decisiveness about their decision-making. There's so much demonstration of indecision. And James chapter 1 and in verses 6 to 8 actually tells us that, talking about us, the need for us to walk in faith, you know, telling us that, that you know, when, when you are, when you are not, uh, when you are not very clear about what you want, it describes the individual as being double-minded. It says, such an individual is like uh, the like the wave of the sea that is tossed. It's, it, it wraps it up by saying that such a person still let not that person think he can receive anything. Wow, it's a scary, it's a scary statement and very profound. That when someone is indecisive, when there's doubt in one's heart, the Bible says such a person productivity of his faith is zero. It's not even it's not even 50% or 40%. He says it is zero. He said let such a person not think he can receive anything. You know, it says for us to ask in faith. He said we shouldn't waver because when we wave we're like the sea that is driven by the wind and tossed up and down. It says, let not that man think he can receive anything of the Lord. Wow. God who, who pours his rain on the just and the unjust. It says, when you walk in indecision, in lack of decisiveness, which is expressed by doubt and unbelief, it says you won't receive anything. Wow, that is profound. That is really, really profound. So, so God wants us to be decisive. God doesn't want us to dilly-dally over the decisions we need to take over our lives, over the various situations that occur in our lives. And interestingly, God sees the bigger picture. God is an omniscient God. He's a God who operates in eternity past, in eternity present, and in eternity future. He sees everything. He knows the bigger picture. And oftentimes, he, he desires to instruct us based on his, his overarching 
uh, knowledge and disposition over every situation. The fact that he knows so much, he has seen the end from the beginning, he's, he's seriously intent on revealing his mind to us and to express it all of the time. Oftentimes it requires wisdom. You know, he says, if any man lacks wisdom, he says, let him ask of God. He says, he gives liberally. Wow. He gives, you know, without holding back and does not find fault. He says, he gives liberally and upbraided not. Upbraided not means that he doesn't find fault. He wants to communicate his wisdom per time for every situation and every circumstance that you find yourself. In Psalms 32 and in verse 8, he says, I will instruct you in the way that you go. He says, I will guide you with my eye. He says, I will, I will lead you along the best paths for your life. Wow, glory to God. So God is very keen. And anyone who is willing to submit to him will get the leadings of God, will get the directions of God for his life. You know, prayer is such a fundamental uh, process or so fundamental to this decision-making process. And honestly, brethren, we must learn the art of praying through, the art of praying things through, especially in, in those times that we are in the valley of decision-making. When, when we are in those situations where key decisions have to be made we need to subject ourselves to the art of praying things and praying things through you know you know there's there's that i can't overemphasize the need for supplication the need to 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 pray in the spirit supplicating in the spirit it, it just has a way of opening up our hearts and our minds to the mind and will of god where our minds become enmeshed in god's mind where there is a synergy between what god is thinking and what we ought to be thinking and we find ourselves in a holy alliance that that ensures that that god is at the heart of our decision making and i dare say god will only bless decisions that he initiates he will bless decisions that accomplish his will in Philippians 2 and verse 13, he says, God is the one who is at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He will bless decisions that reflect his character. You know, God will also bless decisions that promote justice, decisions that promote kindness, decisions that, that are embedded in the display of humility. He will bless decisions that result in the increase or the furtherance of his glory. Glory to his name. You know, we find ourselves sometimes in this valley of decision, having to make very, very painful decisions. Decisions that are far-reaching and painful. Yeah. And sometimes these decisions have to be taken, whether we like it or not. And at those times, we require courage. At those times, we require the grace of God. And and there's a heavy dose of the grace that is that is required. But I have news for us. The grace of the Lord is so sufficient. In those times when we need courage, where we need the grace of God to, to, to bite the bullet, to, 
to take far-reaching decisions concerning our, our lives, concerning our finances, concerning our careers. You know, there's grace to, to take those decisions. Glory to his name. So at the end of the day, how do we ultimately know if we've made the right decisions? How do you know? How do you tell? How can you tell if you're on the right path as, when it comes to decision making? You know, Philippians 4 and verse 7 tells us, you know, it says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guide and rule in your heart. It says it will act like an umpire in your heart. You know what preceded it? Philippians 4 verse 6, it says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. He says, let your request be made known unto God. Are you in the valley of decisions? The Bible says for, for you to pray. When you pray, clarity will come. When you pray, you know, insight will come. When you pray, you will get to a point where that, that umpire in your heart, that gauge in your heart called the peace of God, will act as a, a, a reassurance and a reminder that the decisions you've ultimately taken are the decisions that are right to be taken in that situation you find yourself. To round up, I will just quickly breeze through, you know, some practical tips or some practical considerations from the book of Proverbs that can help our decision-making process. Things that we need to bear in mind and put into proper perspective when we're in the valley of decisions. There are questions that we need to ask that help us with our decision-making. And I'll just quickly run through them. The first one is, the first question is, you know, when you are trying to make a decision, do you have all the facts of the matter? Do you have all the facts of the matter when you're trying to make a decision? Now, Proverbs chapter 18. I read Proverbs chapter 18 and verses 13 and 17. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. It says, Proverbs 18 from verses 13 and 17. It says, listen before you speak. For to speak before you've heard the facts will bring humiliation. <laughs> Verse 17 says, There are two sides to every story. The first one to speak sounds true until you hear the other side and they set the record straight. So it's important. We need to get all the facts of the matter. So you should ask yourself the question, in making these decisions, have I put all the facts on the table? Do I have all the facts of the matter at my disposal? So that's the first nugget. The second question is, is the pressure of time forcing you to make a premature decision? The pressure of time, is it forcing you to make a premature decision? You need to answer that question. And we see that in Proverbs 21 and in verse 5. And the Bible clearly tells us, you know, uh, that it's, it's not good to make hasty decisions. It says, brilliant ideas pay off and bring you prosperity. 
hurt him. But making hasty, impatient decisions will only lead to financial loss. If it can lead to financial loss, it can, it can lead to a lot of losses in other areas of life as well. So we need to be careful not to make hasty decisions, you know, especially very important and far-reaching decisions concerning our lives. Number three, another question you ask yourself is, what is the role of your past experiences in the decision that you're about to make? What role does it seem like your past experience is playing in this decision that you are about to make? Proverbs 26 and in verse 11 says something along those lines. It says, fools are famous for repeating their errors like dogs are known to return to their vomit. It says, fools are famous for repeating their errors. A fool is an unwise person or someone who has behaved unwisely. You'll be unwise, you know, and famous for being unwise by repeating your errors. So you don't, you must consider what had happened in your past and say to yourself, I hope this decision I'm taking is not predicated on something that had happened to me in my past. Am I making the same errors again based on what had happened to me before? Number four, we need to consider what motives are driving our decisions glory to god what are the motives driving your decisions the, the bible has something to say about motives too we see that in the book of proverbs chapter 16 and in verse 2 proverbs chapter 16 verse 2 he says we are all in love with our own opinions convinced they are correct but the lord is in the midst of us, testing and probing our every motive. Glory to God. Also, you know, we are supposed to ask this question, number five. Have all warning signals been considered in taking those decisions? Did you consider all warning signals? Proverbs chapter 16 and in verse 25 tells us that have you checked out everything? Have you looked at everything that looks like a warning signal? He says, but every person, before every person, there is a path that seems like the right one to take. But it leads straight to hell. It leads straight to the ways of death. Glory to God. Also, in taking a decision, number six, have we considered all the possible outcomes of that course of action proverbs chapter 27 and in verse 12 tells us you know something about that proverbs 27 and in verse 12 he says here a wise shrewd person descends danger ahead and prepares himself but a naive simpleton never looks ahead or suffers the consequences of his actions. Glory to God. Glory to his name. Then we need to also consider the decision, number seven, the decision that we're about to take, will it negatively affect our integrity, our testimony as, a, as believers, or our witness for the Lord? The Bible has something to say about that as well. Proverbs chapter 10, and in verse 9, says something explicit about that. 
He says, the one who walks in integrity will experience a fearless confidence in life. But the one who is devious will eventually be exposed. So when we are taking our decisions, we have to be conscious of the fact, will this thing affect our integrity or our testimony? Then also, we also need to check whether there are better options you know that serve the purpose of god's kingdom in taking some of these decisions proverbs 11 and in verse 30 shares something explicit about that it says in verse 30 it says but a life lived loving god bears lasting fruits but the one who is truly wise wins souls and then finally we also need to consider whether we have looked at the collective counsel of our own company or people that are, that are within our trusted community. We see that in the book of Proverbs 11 and in verse 14. And I read that to you as well. Proverbs 11 verse 14. It says, people lose their way without wise leadership, but the nation succeeds and stands in victory when it has many good counselors to guide it. Glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. In conclusion, I, I want to encourage us this morning with these words. And I'm going to round up and close with it. Isaiah chapter, the book of Isaiah chapter 41. All right. Uh, um, we'll look at verse 10. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. I'm going to sum the teaching this morning with that. Isaiah 41, verse 10. I read, the Lord says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yeah, I will help thee, yeah, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So folks, be not afraid to take those decisions. God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will be with you in those times when you need to make far-reaching decisions and you will ensure that your decisions are right and they move your life in the right direction the lord keep you the lord causes face to shine upon you the lord give you peace and give you success in all that you do just go ahead and have a fantastic day bye bye everybody